Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. what you see is what you get. It's 5 o'clock on a Friday, which means it's happy hour with Bobby DePaul, who, of course, joins us as always by the Walking with Anthony Foundation and their corporate partners. And Bobby D., we start the way we always do. Explain the song. I was riding around today, game after game, I was starting to see a pattern develop. Sometimes in scouting and coaching, you just have to believe what you see because it's probably going to be what you get. What you see is what you get in this business, no doubt about it. All right, Bobby D. Well, what are you seeing out of Baker Mayfield? Last two weeks, QB rating of 54.5, barely completing half his passes, looking banged up, people calling for his head in Cleveland saying, give us Case Keenum. Uh, What's the film show you? You know, when I advance, Scott, I watch the last three games, and when it's a division game, I always go back and watch last year's tape. I see a couple reasons for the struggles in the passing game. Number one, Baker Mayfield is definitely not the same guy moving around compared to last year. Last year, Baker actually hurt the Ravens because he was able to move around and avoid pressure to make some nice throws, and he also was able to scramble for some key first downs to keep drives alive. Baker rushed the ball five times for 23 yards in last year's Monday night game, with a 4.6-yard average. In the last two games, Baker had no rushing attempts against New England and only four rushing attempts against the Lions for nine yards, averaging 2.3 yards per attempt. It's a big difference from last year to this year, guys. Number two, Baker hasn't really had any consistency with his receivers. Mm -hmm. Odell Beckham jumped ship a couple weeks ago and forced the team to cut him, and multiple other receivers have been in and out of the lineup due to injuries. Number 11, Donovan Peoples-Jones, along with third-round pick. Number 10, Anthony Schwartz sat out last week against the Lions, and number 80, Jarvis Landry banged his knee in the game, so that, that doesn't help. In addition, in the last couple of weeks, the Browns played without both running backs, number 27, Kareem Hunt, and number 24, Nick Chubb, because of injuries and COVID-19. Both running backs missed the New England game. That definitely made a difference in that game. The NFL is about talent and players making plays. Bobby D., it looks like Kareem Hunt and uh, Jack Conklin will both be coming back this Sunday. Can that be a difference maker for the Browns? Anytime you get elite players like right tackle Jack Conklin and running back Kareem Hunt back in the lineup, that makes a difference. We really won't know for sure until Saturday when they have to make the roster move. Mm -hmm. But to me, this is a flaw in the new COVID-19 IR rules because the injury status doesn't have to be reported during the week. Only active players 
has to be reported, and these two guys are still considered an injury reserve, that's their status. Saying that, if Kareem Hunt is active, I think he can make the biggest impact in the game. Last year's Monday night game was a 60-minute game, and if the Browns have two elite running backs available, that can make a difference, big difference, especially in the fourth quarter. A big part of the of the Browns' offensive attack is running the ball. But another big part in last year's game was the running back screen game. Mm -hmm. Browns did some damage against the Ravens last year with running back screens, especially Kareem Hunt, who was targeted seven times and caught six balls for 77 yards, averaging 12.8 yards per attempt. Running back Nick Chubb was targeted two times, catching two for 21 yards, averaging 10.5 yards per attempt. Both these guys are dual run and pass threats. Bobby D, the Ravens are number two in rushing yards allowed per game. You just meant we know what, what Chubb and Hunt can do. It seems like strength versus strength here. So how does Wink play it? You know, one of the patterns I picked up on with the Browns is they love to run the edges outside. The Browns' strength is their offensive line and their running game. The other strength that the Browns have is is the pulling abilities of both offensive guards, Joel Batonio and Wyatt Teller. Center J.C. Treader is also really good at pulling. The beauty of the Browns' running game is they can go either right or left because of the talent. I do sense they favor running right, especially in critical situations. That's the defense's left. Mm -hmm. How many times did I say the Ravens were fortunate to follow the NFL's number one ranked rushing attack Browns when breaking down the Ravens' opponents this year? It seemed like every week. The Browns' running game is coordinated by one of the NFL's top offensive line coaches, Bill Callahan, mm -hmm. and it is a thing of beauty to watch, especially watching running back Nick Chubb carry the ball. Chubb reminds me of Bears' Hall of Fame running back, Walter Wow. The Ravens and Wink have their hands full this week, guys. Defending the Browns' running game is going to take a team effort, but the main point I want to make heading into this game is don't overplay the run, especially early in the game. Wink will need to allow the game to unfold before overcommitting to stop the run. In last year's game on Monday night, the Browns actually anticipated Wink playing tight man coverage and stacking the box to stop the run. In the first 20 plays, the Browns threw the ball 15 times and only ran the ball five times. The Browns broke out all their man-beating route concepts mm. to make the Ravens pay for playing eight-man front you know, with man coverage. Head coach Kevin Stefanski and offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt pulled out the whole playbook against the Ravens last year, including hard counts and no huddle to keep Wink and the Ravens off bounce. It was a thing of beauty. Talking to Bobby DePaul, it's Inside Access, Jason Lockett for Ken Wyman. Bobby, Lamar's back, hadn't played since Miami, should be fresh. Could we see a 20-carry game from Lamar Jackson on Sunday night? When Lamar Jackson performs well, the Ravens' offense performs well. Heading into Sunday night's game, Lamar will be as rested as he has ever been because it's been 17 days since he last played a game. That should pay dividends, especially late in the game. When I went back and broke down the tape from last year's Monday night game, the thing that stood out was how well the Ravens ran the ball with Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins, Mr. Inside and yeah. Mr. Outside. 
I said after the Bears game, the thing that is killing the Ravens is not having the outside running game. I do expect Lamar to play a significant role running the ball, but I also think Greg Roman will see the success J.K. Dobbins had against the Browns running speed sweeps. I think Greg will bring it back. You know, he'll bring back the sweeps in some version, either you know a receiver or mm-hmm. a running back. The Ravens ran the ball with a lot of three receiver sets on the field last year. I think the plan was to spread the Browns out and open up some natural rushing lanes for Lamar. It doesn't have to be all design runs to, that gets the rushing attempts up for Lamar. The Browns did a very poor job, you know, rushing the passer and containing Lamar last year. So he was able to use his feet to make some plays, especially when they played man coverage. The Browns have added middle linebacker Anthony Walker in free agency from the Colts and drafted 2020 college Buckus Award winner Jeremiah Russo Cormoa. Both can run and play in space, so the Browns have a lot more speed on the field this year mm-hmm. compared to last year to help tackle Lamar. Bobby, the Browns have also invested a lot in their secondary draft picks and free agency capital. And as much as we bang on the Ravens, though, Cleveland's worse in some areas. 30th in touchdown passes allowed, 24th in opposer, uh, opposing passer rating. That's also worse than the Ravens. So what's going on with them back there? The Browns have invested a ton in remaking their whole defense, guys. The Browns yeah. have seven new starters in the lineup from last year, three new defensive linemen, one new linebacker, and three new guys in the secondary. So they did a lot of work in the offseason to try and improve. Overall, the Browns have improved from last year. The Browns ranked fourth in total defense in the NFL, moving up from 17th overall last year. The Browns also have one of the top pass rushers in the NFL with Miles Garrett, who leads the NFL with 13 sacks. This year, the Browns' defense is playing a lot of zone coverages and relying on the front four to rush the passer. The Browns only blitz 12% of the time. Defensive coordinator Joe Wood spent a lot of time training under Rod Marinelli Mm. and Leslie Frazier. Both coaches believe in that umbrella Tampa bend-but-don't-break philosophy started by Tony Dungy. Probably the biggest disappointment in the scheme this year was not getting the takeaways. But the Browns have started to turn the corner in that area, intercepting four in the last three games. The Browns only had three interceptions in the first eight games. Quarterback uh, number 21, Denzel Ward, is a man the Ravens will want to avoid. He is heating up with two of those four picks. The dilemma Browns defensive coordinator Joe Woods has entering this game is does he increase his blitz percentage or continue to play deep? zone coverage. Both Cincinnati and Chicago were zone-heavy teams with little blitz entering the Ravens game, and both ended up blitzing more to take advantage of the Ravens' poor pass protection by creating those one-on-one situations. I expect Ward to shadow Ravens wide receiver Hollywood Brown and try to take him out, guys. I also expect tight end Mark Andrews to receive a big number of targets. I see a mismatch between him in safety, number 33, Ronnie Harrison, or mm-hmm. last year's second-round pick, number 22, Grant Del Pitt. Bobby, any other thoughts on Greg Roman's approach for Sunday night? You know, the Browns' defense will dictate what Greg Roman and the Ravens do on offense. It's, it's really going to be a chess match. The thing that the Ravens fans will need to keep an eye on is whether the Browns decide to be aggressive and blitz or not. 
Greg Roman really needs he really needs two game plans. One, attacking an umbrella scheme. Two, reacting to a heavy blitz screen. I think it's going to be a little bit of both, guys. All right, Bobby D, what you see is what you get. What are we going to see and get Sunday night? What's your prediction? You know, I think the difference in this game is going to be a rested Lamar Jackson versus a tired, banged-up Baker Mayfield. I, I expect the Bears, I mean, uh, the Ravens to win the bar night, guys. Bobby DePaul, let everybody know about the Walking with Anthony Foundation. Tom Scope and Vision Technologies are proud to support the Walking with Anthony cause, helping those who suffer devastating spinal cord injuries with their rehabilitation. Together, they are committed to giving back while helping to deliver network infrastructure and wireless solutions to commercial and federal clients. Seamlessly connect your world anywhere securely and reliably. Make the easy choice to help your business run smoother. Visit visiontechnologies.com backslash the fan to find out more. To make direct donations to the Walking with Anthony Foundation, text WWA to 91999. Bobby D., awesome as always. Thank you, brother. Enjoy your happy hour and have a great weekend. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, man. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Have a great weekend. Thanks, buddy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.